In the previous episodes, we've chatted about currencies and how cash was increasingly playing a smaller role even in fast-growing countries like China and India. The opportunities are enormous. I mean, you look at the consumer commerce business around the world, there's still trillions and trillions of dollars of cash and checks spent every year. Look at business-to-business payments, person-to-person payments, government payments. I mean, we just see enormous opportunity to digitize those payment flows all around the world for years and years. The disruptor that helped transition countries into cashless economies, credit cards and debit cards. The consumer has been very resilient all year. In the US, consumer spending is up 45-46% over 2019, which is a pre-COVID trend line. And that's been true the entire year in 2022. And it hasn't changed yet. In 2021, transactions on these plastic cards hit 6.7 trillion USD. Despite the broader macro uncertainty and geopolitical turmoil, Visa did have a strong quarter. Like many other technology industries, COVID helped accelerate the shift from cash to cashless. Your credit card company may be able to cut you some slack during the coronavirus pandemic. Citi announced it is waiving fees and other assistance for customers according to the credit bureau Experian. For the average American, more than half of their transactions were done using a credit or a debit card. The average American, they have four credit cards and a balance of almost $6200. My first thought on the largest benefactor is the banking industry. But there's an even larger player in this field that caught our attention. We saw a continuation of many of the spending trends present throughout 2022. He says strength in consumer payments, resilience in e-commerce and an ongoing recovery in cross-border travel. Payment processing companies like Visa surpassed JP Morgan Chase as the biggest financial services company in America in 2020, boasting margins at about 65%. Today, on Things of Change podcast, we're going to tackle the question of how did Visa become the most valuable payment card company in the world? We become the preferred method that people use. Uh, we have a brand people trust. We've been around a very long time. People have come to believe that we never let them down, whether it's reliability or security or fraud. Uh, and that's how you win this game. You win it on the merits, you win it on the capabilities you offer, you win it on being a superior service. If you'd known how important the technology economy was 20 years ago, would you have done things differently? The internet, cell phones, the cloud, and data. Things have changed. We're here to talk about it. Hi, I'm Jed. Hi, I'm Shikhar. Welcome to Things Have Changed, your new economics and technology podcast. So Jed, uh you recently made a big step in your life, right? Oh, that's right, dude. I haven't announced that yet, huh? Yep, yep. Things have changed, listeners. Need to know. A boy has become a man. <laughs> Bro, I've been a man for for a long time, for a long time. But, Definitely uh, not. I made a big step. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that though. Like Drake says, <laughs> can't be having a kid if I'm still kidding around. <laughs> <laughs> What a stupid line. I didn't even know that was Drake's line, honestly. Brilliant nonetheless. Dude, so uh yeah, big step in in my life. Recently I I got engaged. Um I proposed to Leanne, my girlfriend in in Costa Rica recently, so big woo um announcement. Damn. But, yeah. 
wedding's still going to be in 2025, but you know, big step, bro. Big step. But yeah, just wanted 20, to announce 20, that. Dude, that's like two years in the future. It's what? a lot of time, bro. The Arctics are like melting. We don't even know if we have two years. <laughs> in the next few months and in the next two years, I'm starting to get nervous. I'm starting to get nervous because we are starting to look at venues and look at prices, bro. So uh, I'm getting worried about what's getting on on the credit card. It's so easy to spend. You remember credit cards where the swipe would actually not register? Like you used to do the swipe yeah, a lot dude, of times. You got to blow this on was it. A, yeah, <laughs> this was a thing. Like a cartridge, right? Like a Game Boy cartridge. You blow it and you pray to God if it works, right? And yeah. now it's gotten even easier. You just go and tap. Everything has a tap. So you just tap your card and it, the payment's already gone through. So they've made it so easy. It's so convenient to spend these days. So convenient. And it's probably all down to credit cards. Uh, I remember uh, when I was in um, when I was in college and I was just, I got my first credit card, obviously in New York City. There's not a single dish that costs less than $10. $20 now. Yeah, it's 20 now, but it was 10 back then. I used to try and limit my spending. And one tip I was told, to, to kind of use was actually have cash. So when I used to go to the deli and stuff, I used to hand cash because it felt like I'm giving more money, right? Because you have cash in your, your hand. Damn, do I need to spend on that extra uh, kombucha or, yeah. or the extra Twix or Snickers kombucha, and stuff like that? Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So that kind of reduced my spending. And you can see how ease of use and ease of transactions just has made credit cards one of the best businesses in in business right now <laughs> <laughs> best businesses in business love it yeah dude it's it's kind of ridiculous it's so easy to do these days you were mentioning new york i'm in new york today and when i go to the subway i can now use my credit cards to be able to go into the subway and that's what i do i take it out and i just you know easy no-brainer don't have to open an app or anything just have to pull yeah, something yeah. out of my pocket it's it's so much easier to transact these days uh because of these credit cards right just the physical presence of having it not having to input some kind of pin number as well like it's so easy to to transact these days and you know a huge um benefactor to this like we mentioned in the intro is these processing companies, dude. It's not even necessarily the banks that give you the credit cards that are most um, yep. uh, benefiting from this the increase in the number of transactions that we mentioned. It's really these card payment companies, dude. Visa, MasterCard, you know, in China, UnionPay. Um, you know, these credit card companies or, or transactions companies really is, is what we need to call them, are benefiting so much from this cashless economy. Um, again, accelerated by COVID when we didn't want to touch cash anymore. We didn't want to touch stuff. We wanted yeah. it to be pretty, you know, seamless to, to interact, you know. Today, I think in this at least, at least podcast, right, we talk so much about technology and we talk so much about um, these innovations that happen and typically digital, these digital um, payments that happen. And what we've missed so far, and we haven't talked about this ever, is these processing companies that is merely a cog in the entire system. So it's interesting, dude. The The whole industry is interesting in itself, and I'm I'm surprised that we haven't covered it at THC yet. 
Yeah, I know it's it's one of those things that uh you know in our internal Slack channels we are always sharing damn visa did this much mastercard made this much american express is pulling in these numbers so we are always talking about it we just didn't kind of decide to jump on this and then you know one of these random stats that we read away are that bank of america created visa as the first credit card program in 1958 Dude. And that wow. stat was like, wait, hang on, what? That's, that's, <laughs> you know, that's one of those zero to one moves where you've launched, um, what, what's the industry worth now? Just credit cards as an industry. I mean, you have like trillions in purchasing volume, right? Each year across the world. So you've created that out of a spin-off within your own company, which is kind of crazy to think. Yeah, no, agreed. And it's um, you know, that that fact that it was was spun out of of Bank of America is pretty interesting because this was one process within the bank that they had to deal with all the time, right? Authentication, security, um, and amongst all of the activities that happen within a bank, you know, this was one of those things that they thought an entire industry could benefit from it spiraling out into its own um, company that can take care of its own security, take care of its own problems, solve their own problems so that the bank could deal with with other things like deposits and all that, right? So it's it's a pretty interesting like history. Um, when Bank of America gave up control of this, that was probably their biggest L, um, Bank of America, when you let it spin off. <laughs> But I don't uh, know. I probably they were probably massive themselves, right? So actually managing this that's this true. company that's growing that's gangbusters, right? You would actually want it to. You would want to spin it off and still have ownership. So that's what companies tend that's to true. do. They spin off their really high performing assets and they still have some ownership of it. So for an example, right? Um, Intel, my previous company, they spun off Mobileye which is the autonomous driving unit and still have h- huge ownership within Mobileye so they can catch the upside, but they can let it g- grow and flourish without the, you know, the the restrictions that a big company ends up putting on itself. No, that's, that's true. Um, and I'm glad it did. I think in, in total, uh, I'm very confident that wherever I go on this planet, I'm going to find one merchant that accepts Visa. <laughs> you know, it's like really tough to have that ease in transaction. I'll tell you what, dude, I started traveling a lot more like in the last uh, three to, to five years. And yeah, the first yeah. thing I thought about- I can tell, I I've seen it. Was... <laughs> I, I, I know, My, the calendar is all booked out and- you know, I'm I'm here waiting for us to record episodes, and you're like in different parts of the wow. world. Wow! Like, <laughs> Look at this guy; he's dedicated to THC, huh? Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I've been traveling a lot uh, lately, and one of the things I I first thought about when I started traveling a lot was how am I going to be able to transact in these countries, right? How do I buy stuff? You know, how do I ask for whatever in the local language so that it would be easier for me? One of those things is worrying about what kind of transaction I'm going to actually have. So for me, when I traveled, for example, to India, in my head, I was like, do I have to have, you know, cash with me or can I just do card? Because in London, when I go to London, I don't have to to um, change my money. 
I could just go and be yeah, confident yeah. that even the bus you can use a card on, you know, London, probably even the subway you can use a card on. And, you know, that's something very novel to um, America It's or sorry, other countries that I've been to in the past. So, you know, this kind of thing is what I think about when I leave. And one of the um, companies that I always consider when I do these trips is, do I have a Visa credit card? You know, do I have a credit card that will be able yep. to transact when I'm I'm across? Because I have that issue with Amex, right? Wherever you go with Amex, it's like yep. really yep. iffy if you're gonna find a merchant with Amex. But with Visa, I know it's it's gonna be there. These transactions that are happening through this card, you always wonder like, is Visa loaning me money? I think that's the first thing that I thought when I saw Visa on my credit card. Like, are they the ones loaning me money to be able to do this transaction? You know, and that's a large misconception. You know, you have your credit card today. You can look at it. Maybe you have one from Chase or Amex or Discover. Um, Chase in itself will have either Visa or MasterCard on their cards, right? And that's one of the things that we we kind of skip over if you're just transacting. You kind of don't think about the fact that these processing companies exist because you ha- barely have visibility into it if you aren't a merchant, you know? And so I always wondered, like, how does how do these companies make their money throughout of all of these transactions, you know? And it's that very fact that they are a cog in this whole, you know, transactional operation. They're validating um, your transactions between your bank um, and the merchant, right? So it's kind of interesting. And we we recently just learned about these like fees that they get to, to make money. And I think these fees have been on the news all over in 2022 because they have been raising them. The Visa, MasterCard, you know, the biggest companies have been raising them. So I recently learned about what, these fees are they're called swipe fees um and these are the fees that you would charge a merchant for being able to accept that kind of um that kind of card right whether it's visa mastercard discover or or amex and it's interesting because these fees are what kind of cause a lot of friction in the space and we'll talk a lot about that in our next episode um but you know Swipe fees, you can think about them as the expense a merchant has to pay in order to transact in this type of um, in this type of network, let's say, like Visa. So it's ridiculous, man. It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And why do they charge this? Basically, Visa and MasterCard have created the rails. We mentioned this in the previous episode about UPI, right? You, um, the payment in, in infrastructure in India where you can right. seamlessly... Uh, transfer money and visa and mastercard were the first ones to create these rails uh, on which payments can flow through right so they take a cut of each payment that flows through and the consumer does not face it directly Uh, it's it's charged to the merchant so say coffee shop you pay for coffee cup of uh, coffee is six dollars right if you pay with your credit card visa charges say 25 cents off that transaction right so the coffee company actually makes five dollars 75 cents and not six dollars out of that one that's a good way to think about it the owner of the coffee shop spends more on credit card fees in a year than he does 
on the beans itself, on the coffee beans itself. Crazy. So think about that. He's he's spending fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars a year on credit card fees. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, it, it makes a difference. You think it's just a dollar, you think it's like thirty-three cents, but you know, if you have a lot of volume, all of these uh dollars make a difference. So one of those companies that is really killing it right now is is Visa, dude. They are miles ahead of competition like MasterCard, Discover, Amex. You know, as an American, you may think, oh man, I can just have an Amex and be everywhere. Maybe that's the case today in America, right? But still, the volume of transactions that happen on Amex, yep, dude, yep. way below what it is on, on Visa, you know? Visa's yep. almost uh, more than... 50% I believe of the market now of of um credit cards out there you know they got a visa on them more likely if you're listening on the show you probably have yourself a visa card you know it's just miles ahead of of the competition because i think it's twice as big as mastercard as well which is the next you know the next runner up um by credit cards so it's yeah. interesting dude 500 billion market cap half a trillion dollars when you say <laughs> Oh, this company is half a trillion dollars. You think, oh, okay, you're probably talking about, you know, big, big tech companies, right? Uh, right. And Visa is up there with the biggest and most valuable companies in the world. In 2020, it actually overtook JP Morgan, JP, the JP Morgan Chase to become Dude, the world's most crazy. valuable financial company. Isn't that wild? <laughs> so, uh, That's you know, wild. the, the, the flex back in the day was, you know, we have trillion dollar balance sheets. Now it is we process trillion dollars <laughs> in payment flow because we take a cut out of every transaction that happens. Crazy stuff. And um, you might have overlooked how much they actually make, you know, like the margins for these companies, because it's relatively easy to scale with companies that are rails, right? I think I think we all know, like especially if you listen to, to things have changed, platforms and cogs in the wheel kind of companies um, for massive, massive industries make a lot of money. And this is one of those things that we kind of overlooked the last two years. We never really chatted about these companies before, but dude, massive operating margins. They barely have to spend a dime to get another company processing under its network because all of its certification and all of its security is centralized. So it's like pretty amazing that in the last 12 years, you know, 12 years ago, by the way, they were already making healthy, healthy margins, like AWS healthy, like 40, 45% type of margins. Dude, yeah. today- it's 50 now. <laughs> it's ridiculous today, basically. So they barely have to spend time to get the next person in. They're very, very scalable model now. Like, and effectively, there's a duopoly, right? Like we have the two largest payments processing companies in the world, Visa, MasterCard, like competing for most of the market share. If it was just them, they'd still cover about 70 to 80% of the market of transactions. So it's still, it's kind of ridiculous, dude. It is. And I'm, I'm literally, I just pulled up a um, tracker of the most valuable companies in the world. Visa is like 495 billion, right? MasterCard is 370 billion. Like just these two companies 
are worth like $800 billion and they own the rails for payments across the globe. This being its size, you know, we've been mentioning things throughout the call. If you haven't received the hints yet, we're talking about a pretty large duopoly at this moment that the government is is paying attention to. They're starting to to pay attention to it at least. So there's been a lot of regulation. Um, and if, if you are an avid watcher of like CNBC or Wall Street Journal, there has been a lot of cases against these company in terms of um, in terms of antitrust violations. So you have Visa and Mastercard, who serve as the largest companies in the sector, who have more than what seventy percent of the market share, and so it's starting to become a problem in this duopoly, right? Because it's harder for other companies to step in. There's not a lot of competition, et cetera. Similar problems to what um, monopolies would have, right? They can engage in, in price fixing, et cetera. So I think this is a marvel in itself that Visa and MasterCard have achieved these levels of operating margins and achieved these levels of scope um, and span throughout the world, right? But this is one of the things that comes with growing this big. You know, which is that there are certain things that um, will be harder to operate in a fair economy because they can do these controls, right? That's why economically you make policies around industries not being, you know, a monopolistic one, a duopolistic one. So this is a really good use case, I think. In our next episode, we're going to talk a lot about um, what is really happening with this duopoly, right? Like if you've probably noticed in the last two years, inflation's gone up for sure, but why does using your credit card get more expensive? You know, you probably felt that in the last two years because fees have gone up in the last two years. So in our next episode, we're gonna chat about the reason for that, highlighting the duopoly um, that we chatted about in this episode. And we're also gonna talk about like some steps that the government has um, taken towards trying to remediate this issue of the duopoly right and how to rectify like antitrust regulation around this so um i think that one will be an interesting episode a lot more uh details into that until then stay curious